starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I am a hurricane, listen to yourself, churn world to its own needs, dummy serve your own needs, beat it up an ox speed, grunt, no strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down high wire in a fire, rivers in a seven games in a government for hire at a combat site. Left to us to come in a hurry with the furies beating down your neck. Team my team reporters battle Trump, Jeff and Croft, look at that, no plane, fine, then, uh oh, overflow, population common food, but it'll do, save yourself, serve yourself, world serve its own needs, listen to your heart, please, dummy with the rapture and the rabbit in the right, right, you patriotic, patriotic, slam, fight, bright, like Venus, pretty sight, it's the end of the world as we know it, it's the end of the world as we know it, it's the end of the world. Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirits, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family... The circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you live, local, and in your face, or at least 50% local. Uh, I don't know. Are you? Would you qualify as 75% local right now, or are you still there? Ah, we had we had or for a minute there, but or are you still with us? Okay, we seem to be having difficulty getting ore on the air. But uh, we will try again for a minute. In the meantime, we will return you to a song you are well familiar with. I assume, if you've listened to this show before, it's uh, it's The End of the World As We Know It by R.E.M. Let's see if Orr can hear me this time. Can you hear me, Orr? I can. Okay. I thought I didn't have you for a second, but it turns out you just weren't able to hear me. <laughs> yeah. So, I can tell you one thing. I definitely believe in climate change over the last couple of days, the weather that keeps hitting me where I'm working. Yeah. Where are you working at exactly? I'm a little town called Mattoon. It's just south of Champaign at Lakeland Community College. Mm-hmm. And we're installing the solar system. And I checked the weather yesterday, and it said, oh, about a 50% chance of like a tenth of an inch of rain. Mm. And we got such a deluge, it was like a bucket 
got dumped on my head. I didn't even have time to run to the car before I got soaked. <laughs> I was just like, it was so sudden of a rain. So, anyway. Yeah. But, there's... Yeah, it certainly has been crazy weather lately. You couldn't hear in... Here in the even further south part of southern Illinois, it's been, uh, it keeps alternating between hot and cold. Can't make up its mind. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole thing with climate change is you still have the same weather patterns. It's just every time it's more extreme. Yeah. So you normally have rain and it rains for like three days, a slight drizzle. Now you have that same amount of rain in an hour. You know? Yeah. So. Well, you know, get it all out of the way in an hour and get it taken care of. <laughs> so this is actually one of our news articles. It's even in the best case scenario, climate change will kick our asses. <laughs> you know. Um, ask Andrew Guzman, a professor of international law at UC Berkeley, why he decided to write a book about climate change. And he says it's real simple. It's the biggest issue of our time. Quote, if I didn't write about it, he says, for my grandkids, I'd sound like someone who wasn't interested in Nazi Germany in 1939. Now, Desmond doesn't want to be painted as alarmist. That's why, for the book, overheated the human cost of climate change. He assumes that we will see a modest and increasingly optimistic two degrees C of warming, you know, so as to stay on the conservative side of things. Now it turns out that two degrees is enough to sound some serious alarm bells. Guzman's main goal, he says, was to look at the social, economic, and political cost of global warming. You know, most most books focus just on the physical and environmental changes. Mm -hmm. He wanted to examine human consequences. Because that's really what it's about. We are self-motivated if things affect us. And that's the hard part about climate change. It's such a big issue that most of us don't think that we can do anything about it on a local level. Yeah, and one of the things that's interesting about his work here is that, like you said, you know, it, it's important to look at the human consequences. Like, And it's difficult to model, you know, because you've got the complexities of climate itself, and then on top of that, you add the complexities of human responses, reactions. But it's it's difficult to figure out exactly what's going to happen, but it sounds like it's going to be a challenging time. Well, I mean, it's expected to displace millions of people due to the weather, you know, changes. So there'll be all these, what would we call them, environmental refugees. Yeah. And some of it's already happening in areas where they're, it's not snowing on the top of, uh, what was it, like the Himalayas? Yeah. And so, because it's not snowing, there's no, nothing to melt to create the rivers to provide water to a lot of people. And so that's a serious consequence. A lot of people are having to move now because they no longer have rivers and access to good water. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, and so he talks about this in uh, in this uh, book he came out with, Overheated. The planet is getting overheated. 
do you think the EPA should mandate what kind of chemicals oil companies can spray when there's an oil spill? <laughs> I don't know. I, it seems like quite a big stretch for an environmental protection agency to start saying what sort of industrial chemicals can be sprayed directly into the waters of the world. <laughs> now, the judge says the EPA's lax guidelines on dispersants can stand. So they, like, have very little guidelines. Should the federal government regulate where oil dispersants can be used and how much can be dumped into waterways for following oil spills? Hmm. Sorry. Yeah, the EPA says, nah. I don't think that's a direct quote, but that's the, the executive summary of their documents on the issue is, nah, we don't have to worry about... Uh, regulating it. I mean, environmental groups filed a lawsuit last year to force agency to improve its oversight on the use of dispersants. Yeah. But. Yeah, and there's, I'm hoping there will be studies, I don't think I've seen any yet, but studies of the health effects of people in the Gulf. Because I've heard a lot of, a lot of you know, the clinical evidence of people coming in with these, these strange skin conditions and respiratory, and it was right after they started interacting with these uh, dispersants in various ways. Well, I mean, BP only sprayed 1.8 million gallons of this chemical. I mean, why should we keep track of what that chemical does? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's 1.8 million ga gallons of a chemical among friends? <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, a federal judge this week... Uh, tossed out the lawsuit after oil industry attorneys helped the EPA win on the technicality. So I guess they're going to have to go back and say, hey, I mean, why are, why do we have to force the Environmental Protection Agency to do its job? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. You know, why are the people in the Environmental Protection Agency not actively doing this instead of having be chided, demanded. Um, well, well, part of it is they don't have enough um, power to do a lot of their work. Yeah. You know, they don't have enough, so yeah, they, they tend to be lax because they have a hard time enforcing everything. Yeah, they, they enforce it when it comes to them, you know, and when they're, they're really pushed to. And also, another, there's also political issues, too, of like, you know, they, whatever politician happens to be in power, they get to help decide who is running the EPA. And then if industry has paid the politician to get into office, then industry gets a control over who's picked for the EPA. <laughs> well, it'd be really simple. If we could just figure out how to wean ourselves off of oil, we wouldn't have any of these issues. Yeah. It's a real simple solution. Just quit using oil. How hard can that be? Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I think our whole society is surrounded for the last hundred years. That, well, I don't know, the last hundred, at least since 1950, right? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so. I can't even count. Like, I'm, without even, like, moving my eyes or turning my head, the number of things I see in this room that are a result of the, the oil industry, the fossil fuels, <laughs> in one way or the other. So, yep, plastic and... All kinds of stuff. Yeah, plastic, some parts of electronics, like, it's, All right. it's going to take I'm, some work. I'm, I'm depressed. Let's talk about something good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are there good things going on, too? Is it all just uh, 
sorrow and grief and all that, or are there good things going on? It's just like, well, right now I'm looking out and I'm seeing a, a the college's giant wind turbine spinning. <laughs> oh, that's good. One one out of three of them are spinning. Yeah, so. get some energy today. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> um. The California town, let's see if I can pronounce it right, Sebastopol, hmm. will require solar panels on all new homes. Now, this sounds phenomenal, but I don't know if you're aware of this, but this has been the case for years in the whole country of China. If you wanted to get electric, if you wanted to get a, a building permit to build a new building or improve your existing place, you have to put a solar hot water system on, and it's just a requirement in China. But here they're talking about, um, it doesn't spe- specify solar hot water or solar electric, but it does say that um, this town will be California's second city to require that new homes be outfitted with panels to produce solar energy. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's meaning photovoltaic since it's talked about panels. I mean, it could also mean solar hot water, but... Right. Yeah, because they're panels also. Yeah. Um, this literally, the city council just voted last Tuesday evening. Yeah. And this is less than two months after a similar program was approved in Lancaster, California, which is actually a conservative city with 150,000 residents. Yeah. So... We've got a liberal city and a conservative city in California who have both mandated that any new place requires solar panels. Yeah, and that's all about, you know, there's a diversity of reasons why people have the interest now. Some it's for efficiency purposes and others it's for environmental purposes, but either way, it's a pretty good deal. And I did look up the full article. It is, yeah, they are talking about photovoltaic energy generation. I mean, you think about it, every new home that could be built should be a zero-energy home. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this solar system I'm installing here on the college is to power a building, and they call it the ZEB building, and it's Z-E-B stands for zero-energy building. Huh, yeah. And so, I mean, like, you go into this building during the day, they've got these um, skylights, and it's completely lit up in there. You don't have to turn on any lights at all to do any work in the building because, well, it's lit up. It'll be a classroom that doesn't need lights during the day. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do with light. You know, you, you can use light kind of flows as if it were water. You know, you can direct it places and uh, make really bright and interesting rooms using just natural lighting. Yeah. Like, we call it daylight harvesting. Yeah. <laughs> Harvest the daylights. Yep. <laughs> so let's see. Let's get to a little bit more news before we get to the happenings. One other article I wanted to mention. Uh, this scientist needs your help to study air pollution from coal trains. Do coal and diesel trains make for unhealthy air? Dan Jaffe, an atmospheric sciences professor at the University of Washington, Bothell, thinks that a That's a fair question to consider as Washington State grapples with whether to allow the construction of coal export terminals that could triple the amount of daily coal train traffic chugging through the state. But Jaffe, whose lab has published more than 100 peer-reviewed papers on air pollution, hasn't been able to scare up funding for the research to research the potential air quality impacts of those trains. 
In the absence of dollars from the usual government or corporate channels, he's turned to the Internet for crowdfunding this vital research. Yeah, he's doing crowdfunding on a page called Microriza. It's It describes it as a Kickstarter for scientific research. It's a way that scientists can get crowdfunding for their research. And I really like this idea because there's a lot of problems when the only people funding research are massive governmental institutions and massive corporations. Yep. It's like, let us fund research that supports our own conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you would like to get a link to this article and are interested in maybe helping fund or participate in this program, please send an email to info at yourcommunityspirit.org and we'll send you our newsletter. Hmm. Did you know that today is the birthday of Buddha? Oh yeah, well I know that now looking at the holidays here. (laughs) I'll admit I didn't know it beforehand. It's also the birthday of Fred Astaire. Okay, well cool, we could do a little dance in the main out there. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, let's see, what other holidays do we have coming up? We have Donate a Day's Wages to Charity Day, coming up on Saturday. It's also Eat What You Want Day. For some people, every day is Eat What You Want Day. But if you eat what you want, you might not have enough money to donate money to charity. Yeah, well, be sure to celebrate them in that order. Donates to charity first, and then, once you've done that, you can eat to your heart's content. <laughs> Today is Nat or Saturday is National Night Shift Workers Day and National Third Shift Workers Day. Also National Receptionist and National School Nurse Day. Yeah. So. I believe National Nursing Day was recently too, and maybe part of I think there's a nursing week that they celebrate. There you go. And nurses do a lot of difficult and important work and don't often get the credit and respect they deserve. All right. Oh, Saturday is also the birthday of Irving Berlin and Salvador Dali. Sunday, the 12th of May, is... Can you do a limerick about how it's limerick day on Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have one prepared. Yeah, I don't have one prepared. We've got until Sunday to come up with one. (laughs) Okay, once was a holiday for limericks. (laughs) Uh, That's hard, though, because it's hard to rhyme with the word limerick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you did Limerick Day... Yeah, there once was a Limerick Day. <laughs> when the poets all came out to play. <laughs> See, I've got a good start on one there. And what do you call it? Um, Monday is Blame Someone Else Day, so if you don't come up with the Limerick, you could probably blame someone else. Yeah, i got to blame someone else. Uh, I have my friend Dan, who I often blame for random things, just, just <laughs> in order to give more grief into his life. <laughs> so I'll have to be sure to blame Dan for something on Monday. Tuesday is International Migratory Bird Day and National Train Day. And how about this? Stay up all night night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've already been celebrating stay up all night night early to (laughs) prepare for my novel, so I may pass on that one this year. (laughs) Other holidays coming up. We have uh, Nylon Stockings Day coming up on Wednesday. And Eastern Pacific hurricane season. I don't know if that's really a holiday so much as a sort of a, a warning, a concern. <laughs> yeah, just like, woohoo, it's hurricane season. Here comes the storms. Yeah. And Wednesday is also UN International Day of Families. Yeah. 
So. Well, that's good. I'm actually going to be seeing my family, a uh, good portion of my family, over the weekend for my brother's graduation. There you go. My brother's congratulations to all the graduates in the SIU area around here, but also congratulations to my brother for his doctorates that he's now receiving. Woohoo, you're done. You can get serious about life now. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> all right. Happenings. Yes. This this week's theme of Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner is the best of Rice and Spice potlucks. So if anybody wants to come and try some good international food and would like to bring something that they've made too, we can all share. And um, this might be the final Rice and Spice for a little while. I think there's uh, one scheduled May 26th for uh, Bang- Bangladesh dinner, but that's the only one I know of. And it's also the time to celebrate four years of Rice and Spice happenings, because it started, you know, the week of the May storm. So. Yeah. So, yeah, you can come and celebrate the four-year anniversary and participate in the Best of Rice and Spice. You know, it's a, this one especially is a potluck, so you can bring your own take on what the Best of Rice and Spice is. Sounds like a good time. Also going on over at Guy House, it's open mic nights. And this week's theme is poetry and comedy. You can express yourself in a comfortable, coffeehouse-style environment. Everyone is invited. Poets, musicians, storytellers, dancers, and listeners. <laughs> it's a good time over there at open mic. And that's at Guy House at starting at 7 p.m. at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. And today from 1 to 4 p.m., it's the Logic Work Day. Come celebrate the end of the semester and take out any pent-up frustrations by pulling weeds and toting straw bales. The local organic gardening initiative of Carbondale, Logic, will have its last work day of the semester today from 1 to 4. People who are in town over the summer will be able to participate in future work days and produce and purchase produce from the garden. The Logic Workday is at 3373 West Pleasant Hill Road. Yeah, that's pretty exciting stuff. I'm a big fan of Logic, and uh, they I'm glad to hear they're going to have their stuff for sale again over the summer. It's good veggies, good local organic gardening. Yeah, we've got, now we've got three farmer's markets. We've mm-hmm. got tonight, this is the Friday night fair, and there is stuff being sold there. Yeah. Um, that's 6 to 9 p.m. There'll be music and um, artisan and food and kids games at the Friday night fair. And then there's, is it like the 35th annual Carbondale Farmer's Market? Yes, it's the 35th annual. Yep. Yeah, and they've got vendors from a bunch of counties in the area. And uh, there are two families that come from Missouri, according to this, just to sell at our farmer's market. And they've got all sorts of stuff there, fruits, vegetables, plants, herbs, arts and crafts. It's pretty amazing. And now they're going to have, you know, uh, we're going to have a total of at least three that we know of people people having farmer's markets. So that's pretty exciting. So the Carbonell Farmer's Market is Saturday from 8 until noon in the West Town Mall. And then the new one that just started last Saturday 
is the Carbondale Community Farmers Market, and that one is at the Carbondale Community High School from nine until noon. Yeah. East side, west side, <laughs> got two farmers markets going on. And there that one starts a little later. It starts an hour later, so you could go to both if you wanted to. Yep. So, um, I went. I went to both of them last week, and um, lots and lots of greens now. It's the time to get a lot of greens. Yeah. And the Carbondale Community Farmers Market also had rabbits that kids were petting. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Sounds like a good time. If you want to go for the trifecta, you can do try to get the hat trick, you know, and go to all three in one weekend. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's not that hard to go to two farmer's markets, I mean, if you're going to go shopping. Yeah. You can stock up and get all your food for the week that way. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. We've got time for a couple other events. We've got the Cash River Nature Fest 2013. It's coming up this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., at the Cache River Wetland Center. That's over at 8885 State Route 37 South in Cypress, Illinois. And it's the Cache River Nature Fest. They've got exhibits and activities for the whole family. It includes bird exhibits to celebrate International Migratory Bird Day and guided hikes and canoe, canoe tours to celebrate the beautiful refuge out there. And the Cache River Wetlands, that is a beautiful area, so if you haven't been out there yet to explore it, to appreciate it. This is a good time. All right. Tree songs. Local author, author Tree Song will be having the first official book signing of his new novel, Change, on Saturday, May 25th at 1 p.m. at the Bookworm in Carbondale. And if people don't want to wait till then, how can they get more information about it? Yeah, they can either talk to me or they can visit uh, treesong.org slash change. That has all the information about where you can get it. Uh, the bookworm is going to be the first place locally to stock it, but you can also order it other ways, too, online. And if, if you're listening to us through the Internet and you're not in southern Illinois, you could order it at your local bookstore, too. There you go. Right. Yeah, it's exciting to have this out there in... in in reality, outside of my head, you know, I've been working on this novel for a while now, and there, there it is. It was exciting to hold the physical book for the first time. It's like this is real now. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Hmm. So, all right. I will see you again on the radio next week. Yes. <laughs> we will see you next week on the radio. In the meantime, enjoy the rain slash sunshine slash whatever the weather, crazy weather brings us. Yeah, just when you walk outside, bring everything. <laughs> All right. All right, see you. See you next time. <laughs>